Hey, good morning and welcome to the Inspire Group podcast. I'm here today with Louise Duncan, um, one of the uh, good folks from TetraMap. I'm not actually quite sure what your role is there, Louise. Well, my role is really, I look after, I suppose, our international um, business. We operate yep. in several different countries around the world. So my job is to keep the show on the road, I think, and work with the yeah, facilitators yeah. to help them use and apply TetraMap in their own context. Yeah, great. And um, I understand TetraMap is roughly 20 years old and came out of New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was started 20 years ago by a couple called John and Yoshimi Brett, who live uh, in Auckland. And their background was really from education, but always with a passion for people. Um, they love to work with um, developing individuals and understanding how people can get the most from each other so when they worked in a facilitative concept they decided to create a model which was based on nature for their own work and then other other people liked it so much they said oh can we use it and that was what uh, provoked them into building the model themselves okay so um i've had a bit of a look and some of um, our folks have been um on some of the, the sessions with you guys. So tell me a bit more about the model, and it's sort of earth, wind and... Earth, yeah. wind and fire. <laughs> no, I don't want to go there. I don't well, even know what, a, earth, what, what songs earth, wind and fire do, so we can't hum any of these tunes. Right? You can't be uh, in that generation then, but... Yeah. Um, oh, no, I am. So, <laughs> well, TetraMath is a globally proven learning model, and it's designed to grow everyone's potential. And the wisdom of nature and the universal knowledge that people come from metaphors underpin our approach. So it's earth is firm, air is clear, water is calm and fire is bright. And it's used by facilitators in organisations and teams to help people understand and value their differences. And really that helps them to learn how to work interdependently and more collaboratively. So that's the sort yep. of background to it. And we always start off with answering one question, which is a very simple, why are you like that? And the answers to that question then provoke a discussion around how we are, the way we are, why we are like that, and why others are different. And uh, the big benefits that clients tell us is that it's simple, it's memorable, and it provides a very non-judgmental language. And by that, it means that it's, it's something everyone can relate to, no matter what role you have in the organization, no matter what type of organization you work with. And we have created a process that's very powerful and very playful. So people have fun, they have a lot of laughs, and through that, they, the, barrier, the, you know, the barriers to learning mm. are reduced. And it's just um, fun for people, I suppose. Yeah. And you said um, globally proven, is that, yeah? Hmm. So it started so, so in New Zealand. Tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah sure. So, well, it started does in that New mean Zealand. lots of people globally picked it up or there's been yeah. some sort of uh, validation of it as, an, as a tool or what is that? Yeah. Well, I think the validation, first of all, it's not a psychometric. It's an intuitive okay. tool. So okay. it doesn't have that scientific background to it. Yeah. But it is globally proven in the type of organizations that have picked it up and how long they've been using it for so okay. one of the clients that we often talk about is the singapore armed forces because yeah, yeah. um they had they have a choice of huge and massive around mm. different tools that they could choose but they like tetramap 
because of its simplicity, because it helps people learn how to work in teams. And that's not to say they use it exclusively or without other tools, but it gives for young leaders particularly a very simple framework and that's why they mm. use it. Okay. And it is the, the key um, crux of it and you know that you're getting into a whole bunch of other um, yeah. and inverted commas psychometric measures. Um, mm. And, and it, it's good to note that it doesn't purport to be that, which I think is important. Yeah. Because, you know, the validity of some of those other measures <laughs> are questionable at they best. Are. But, you know, coming, coming <laughs> yeah. back to Tetramat, is, is the crux of it where people can understand, is, or is the aha moment that people go, well, people are different than me, so therefore maybe I need to communicate more toward their style than my own preference? Is that kind of the... Yeah, in a nutshell, that's the simplicity yeah. of it. Yeah, you yeah. see it this way, I see it that way. Oh, we're different. Ah, now I know if I mm. want to get the most from Dan, I need to engage him in his style rather than mine, yeah. okay. in a nutshell. Yeah. And is there, a, I, I suppose, in, still within organisations and the hierarchical structures and whether they are that overt or potentially some sort of power structure that, do, do do you see that sometimes there's resistance where, where some manager might go, yeah, well, that's okay, but <laughs> it's my way or the highway, or um, I'm not going to bother to try to reframe some things for other people because it's worked for me well enough to date and they're just going to have to, you know, run, run with it. I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying yeah, to. Um, I'm sure some of that still yeah. exists, Dan, but I think as generations change and people grow up, living in a more diverse mm. environment i think that is shifting and yeah. people you know certainly the education system which has been again another hierarchical type structure mm. based on passing tests is also changing yeah. so i think the world is changing and people learn mm. they need to work together and and they know that there's also a lot of organizations promoting the fact that working in teaming where you have a different set of people is the yeah. best way to get the most out of people. And Apple, I think it was Apple or Google did a massive, mm. massive study on that a couple of years back. Yeah, Google, I know Google did, you know, with their, with their teams and, you know, effective mm. teams and stuff. But mm. probably yeah. Apple probably have as well. And good on yeah. that. And, they put all and the so, science yeah. around that. But how does, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. scientific stuff around getting the best out of teams? Yeah, 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 that's great. And what, what are some of the biggest, I guess, um, wins that you guys have seen with people using the, the tool and the framework? Where, you, know, um, you know, obviously, maybe disguise some of the, some mm. of the client names if that's, mm. uh, if that's appropriate. You know, Dan, I would say the biggest thing is where people achieve a personal transformation. Okay. So, you know organizations have their goals and they tend to mm. blow those down to people but where people have a personal transformation that this has made a massive difference to my relationship with another person in a team okay. to me is a really big win or indeed yeah. to a family because mm. you know families have conflict the same as teams do and i think that's where people that's the big mindset set shift that gives us the biggest buzz i suppose yeah yeah okay and, it, and from that understanding that, well, people are different and they see things differently and they would like to have different things communicated to them. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, I, I know, you know, with, um, you know, some of these things, 
you know, there's often people say, oh, you're just putting me in a box or this is, mm. this is me at work and this is not me at home or whatever. What, what do you say to that? Well, the beauty of Tetramap is that it, 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 it gives people an insight that they are indeed all four elements. So they see mm. themselves in all four aspects of the model. Most of us have a strong preference for one or two. Most of yep. us have something that's pretty low, but you never have none. And so we use mm. the shape of the tetrahedron, which is like a pyramid, but not with a square bottom, with a triangular bottle, yep. bottom, to demonstrate this kind of message of we're all dependent mm. on one another. You're not in a box. My success depends on your success. And therefore, yeah, yeah, it yeah. removes those, some of those barriers. Um, it's not a four-quadrant model with opposites. It's a, it's a four-preference yeah, yeah. model with interdependencies, which is a big difference. Mm, okay, no, that's good. That's good. And um, what what are some of the um, some of the leadership challenges that you that you guys are seeing? Obviously, because you're working with clients all around the world. Um, mm. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing them facing, whether they be new leaders or maybe existing leaders? That yeah, well, I think currently the specific challenges is the uncertainty for people. I think, you know, in the Western world that we would, we would, we live in, people, leaders are, are trained to create a business plan, a strategic plan, and then execute around that mm. with precision, you know, numbers, reports, yeah. information, measurement. And when things are turned upside down and very uncertain, it's like, oh, now what do I lean on? And I mm. think that people have to lean on something then that perhaps if they haven't built their the other side of their skill set those skills that are mm. the real skills of communication and empathy they're really stuck and that really is a challenge for them there's a lot of confusion then about what do i do now when my plan isn't working and i've got no control over that what is next i think that's mm. for me that's okay. what i've seen as being a really big challenge yeah yeah it's funny because people used to talk about vuca years ago mm. And, um, you know, I remember at the time thinking, imagine 1939 must have felt <laughs> pretty volatile and uncertain, particularly for people mm. that lived in Europe or people in the UK. That's um, right. Yeah. And, and I suppose we're, we're undergoing a, a similar thing now, although it sort of has more global proportions. Yeah. I think then um, to pick up on that, um, when we think about a big challenge for leaders, another one is communication because people take communication as being something that we do every day and mm. something that we do take for granted to a certain extent. But if leaders um, are struggling with communication, then they're not going to be able to engage the workforce. And at the moment, the key thing is about keeping the workforce engaged and, and retained and mm. I don't necessarily want to use the word upbeat but leaders have to mm. build on trust and I think trust comes from being transparent which is a, another thing that often leaders are not used to and I think it, it is about transparency of communication so we've got a beautiful example here in Jacinda Ardern who is building her leadership style around empathy and communication but being transparent about things. And I think that's a really new way, a new style of leadership that other leaders can look to and be inspired by mm. and learn from. Yeah, I saw Andrew Cuomo on, um, on some video clip the other day too, and 
a very similar, you know, um, thing basically saying, I don't know any more than what you guys know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything I know, whether yeah. that be good news or bad news. And um, yeah, I, I thought that that really resonated as well. And I can sort of see similarities but here I in think, New Zealand. You know, and, and, and let's sorry. go to, to, to non-examples that will probably feel too obvious from the US, <laughs> yeah. uh, getting too political. <laughs> I think it's a good point, though, for leaders to, who have in the past been expected to be the font of knowledge and mm. to give the direction and, you know, lead from the front and all the rest of it. It's, and it's, it's now OK for them to say, look, I don't know. And mm. I would say that the thing that they need to work on probably the most is on building their trust with members of their team and doing that as a daily practice. Because they, you know, where people's emotional emotional response is quite low or quite vulnerable, they need mm. to be able to trust the people that they're working with, both their leaders and the peers in their team. Um, so I think there's a huge opportunity, really, at the moment, to work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what what would that look like? But you know, say um, someone listening to this, um, being a leader in some organisation, you know, appreciating that there's you know are they thinking oh well i've got these four different types probably out there and do i need to um craft some sort of message mm. um to, to 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 you know speak to each of those four styles Elements. if you like or yeah. those four yeah. uh, preferences yeah yeah is that what so that we, looks like we could oh, without say giving that. too much away right <laughs> no 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 of course we give anything yeah, yeah. away it's absolutely yeah. fine but i think it's about we talk about being firm clear calm and bright so okay. let's say, what are we firm about? We're firm at the moment in this situation that we don't know what's going to happen next, yeah. and, but that we will come through it. So we can be very firm about mm. that. But we need to be firm about the rules. So we're clear yeah. that the rules are we must have social distancing, radi radi ra. Yeah. Being calm about staying in your bubble and why that's going to protect you and keep your family safe. And then being bright of what have we got to look forward to? And that's what's yeah, yeah, starting yeah. to happen now. So, you know, it's a very simple framework, firm, mm. clear, calm, bright. Mm. And you can use that for any form of communication. Mm. Well, thank you. I might steal that. Thank you. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I do, um, going back to the trust thing, yeah. if I can just go elaborate mm. on that a bit, I think it's about building a daily practice. Yeah. So maybe you could send a daily email to your team. Maybe you can't do a video, but maybe you could send a mm. daily email. You can build that about around the four elements. You could get on Zoom for 10 minutes and connect with your team in that way. Yeah. And the other thing that I would like to share uh, is perhaps when new solutions, because solutions don't come often from the leader, but when new solutions yeah. come out, they come from the team. So giving the, the members of the team the opportunity and the space to talk about an idea that they've had, mm. a solution that they've thought of, and giving them the freedom to take that forward. We've all got the time to do that kind of thing at the moment. And I think that's where leaders can really work on trust and engagement in a different way than perhaps they have in the past. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, really, really good point. Um, and we'll see, um, just sort of, get, you, you know, coming back to the, to the framing, I mean, are there, you know, if you say facilitating a meeting, right, for, for argument's sake, yeah. um, I can, uh, are there elements there or, or are there some, is there some insight that those that might not speak up as readily 
um, might be of this sort of type and therefore there are some uh, deliberate things you could do to elicit their ideas and their feedback or is that a is that another part of this model it is a great question and it definitely is another part of this model and yes it is for sure so if you think about the preferences some people are more reflective mm. some people don't have the i want to say courage and confidence to speak out in case they're making a fool of themselves and some people just get overwhelmed by the energy and enthusiasm or direct approach from some of the members of their team so rather than mm. giving them the airtime they just go from the meeting and say nothing and then the leader yeah. might sometimes think oh Louise didn't make any contributions in that meeting at all well it wasn't mm. that I didn't have anything to say it's just I was waiting for my turn to speak but by the time my turn came <laughs> the meeting was over yeah 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 <laughs> leaders can get very skilled in observing that and mm. setting the framework for the meeting up to ensure that that does actually happen. You know, so yeah. we talk a lot in Tetramap about setting the context. And I know that's one of the things that inspire group too. This is all about mm. context of the meeting. Why are we here? Why yeah, are we coming yeah, together yeah. today? Setting that context yeah. gives people the freedom and the opportunity to be themselves, operate in the way that is natural to them, but also value how others are very mm. different. So that mm. was a great question. Thank you. Yeah, I could, well, thank you. Um, I, I wonder too, you know, doing a, a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting or a Google Hangout, Google Hangouts meeting or a Skype meeting, we can name, name all of the, the key <laughs> providers. I was talking to someone the other day and, and what I do love is that they start on time. <laughs> no one's really late for a meeting much anymore, right? <laughs> you know, the, the, within the minute they're there, which is great. Um, if punctuality is your thing and I, I it is mine and also um I, I do wonder whether or not this enables us to facilitate better meetings you know because sometimes people say oh it's not as good and it's not in person but then i, I wonder how could this uh, meeting these ways and using these technologies i guess it depends how many folks you've got in the you, you know in the virtual meeting um mm. how that could or how a leader could actually utilize the current environment to facilitate a better meeting rather than a worse meeting yeah another great question um i was listening to um a webinar from patrick lencioni who yeah. talked about the five dysfunctions yeah, of a yeah, team yeah. the other day great great content great webinar great yeah. stuff you know and he talked about the types of meetings the he talked about this thing called meeting stew where you can make it worse by trying to bundle everything into the same meeting. Hey guys, oh, we're yes. here for 40 minutes. Let's just go through this. Let's just go through that. Let's just go yeah, through the yeah, other, yeah. right? Uh, learn, learn, learning can be the same. It's like, <laughs> if we put more in, they'll learn more or less. That's right. Actually. Yeah. So he said, one of the things that, that you can, that leaders can do or anybody mm. can do is, is actually think about what is the purpose of this meeting yeah. and have more shorter, but different types of meetings. So today yeah. we're just going to focus on communicating to our customers. Tomorrow, mm. we're going to be checking in and seeing how we all are. Thursday, we'll talk about any ideas that we've got. And that gives yeah. people the space and time to actually contribute more effectively, but also not have it all jumbled up together. Because when yeah. that jumbling yeah. goes on, people can get frustrated. Imagine if I've come to a great meeting and I've spent an hour preparing this idea, mm. thinking I'm going to get time to share it, and I don't. Yeah. Oh, look, I think you're dead right. And so is there, is there in your estimation, a, possibly a greater discipline required or a, 
or more deliberateness from from leaders to say, hey, that you know, this is the purpose of the meeting. This is what, what we're going to be talking about. This is how, what we're I don't, whether or not there's an outcome. Maybe there, there won't be. But sort of tr- trying to, to grasp, yeah, trying yeah. to grasp something to be one. And yeah, I'll use the word deliberate, I-, I suppose. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is now's the ideal time for sharing the joy. Yeah. So you know, tomorrow it could be. Steve's turn to run a meeting Mm. Wednesday Mm. it could be you know somebody else's turn and I think this is the opportunity for leaders to try new things rather than them being the one to front the meeting and say every time let's just Mm. say let's have some volunteers who'd like to run the next Mm. meeting because what's happening at the moment Dan is people are on zoom a lot they're learning new stuff about how to get the most out of these new tools and they really, when you learn something, the best way to embed it, as you know, is to teach it to somebody else. Yeah. So I've just learned this new skill on Zoom. I want to teach you how to mm. share a video on Zoom, for example. Now, yeah. that giving me the opportunity to do that in a meeting that's designed about learning or new ideas mm. is great. Mm. Uh, that's, yeah. what I, that's how I see that being, being used more effectively, because there are some brilliant brilliant tools out there but they're only as good as the person operating them yeah 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 you did right um and what what other what i i guess opportunities you know a lot of the talk at inspire group is what are we going to make sure we hang on to um from the stuff that we've learned um uh, primarily under lockdown right because our folks mm. have been working from home for a long time it's it's kind of half of the course really um mm. but you know and one of them i, I think is in some ways that well in many ways it's actually become easier to collaborate with some of our colleagues that don't live in the same town i know that sounds weird right but it has <laughs> <laughs> because we're always on teams now you know teams is kind of our default thing and um yeah. and, and and what do you see you know from the organizations that that you're working with that people saying you know what some really good stuff that that we don't want to lose when things open up again. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing, or two big things actually, I think generosity is one. Okay. Um, I've seen so many examples of facilitators and people and organizations that I work with being generous. Let me Mm. share my stuff with you. Here's Mm. Here's something you can come to. Here's a recommendation I suggest to you. People got hooked up in being so busy about their own stuff, they forgot yeah. to be kind and be generous yeah, yeah, to yeah, others. Yeah. Uh, simple little things like these coffee catch-ups. I've been hosting a few coffee catch-ups just on a Friday lunchtime or morning. Let's just yeah. catch together with a few of my facilitators, a few Like a, vir- a virtual coffee catch-up. Huh? Virtual coffee catch-up. Yes being perfect we don't have a set agenda and everybody knows that Mm. i say that in the invite there's no set agenda we Mm. just chat about what we want to talk about things like that i think would be really nice not to lose so generosity Mm. on one sense you know giving stuff away sharing being kind being thoughtful and then the other thing i think another thing that we don't want to lose is the opportunity to provide more education and learning and what I mean by that is you can listen to a podcast, you can, listen, you can read a book, you can do an hour free course on, you know, many of the online platforms. 
Inspire group have given have created, I know a few learning modules, they've given away free for people to use. And I think this, if we can shift forward to this infinite mindset of, you know, you could never learn less, you can only learn more. Mm. So let's keep this learning activity. It will it will engage people's minds so much more. And really, if you think about it, from an organization or a team's point of view, giving all your team an hour a day just to focus on their own learning, what capabilities would that enhance for the team, the person, and the organization? Yeah. Those would be yeah. the things I wouldn't like to lose. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I, sp I suppose that I, I, I don't understand a lot of things, and one of them is I still don't understand why someone wouldn't do learning that's just self-motivated and be curious about learning something to make them do their job better. I don't understand why someone wouldn't do that, right? It's, 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 it's not something I, I understand, but I, I guess there must be organizations and structures or expectations where people don't, for whatever reason, bother to, you know, and I'm suspecting Louise, you're a similar age to me, before the internet, you had to go to the public library, right? <laughs> you'd, you'd use the Dewey Decimal Classification System and you'd find a book on, I don't know, motivational psychology and you'd read half of it and hopefully remember some of it, right? Um, but, but now it's so much, like you say, it's all there. It's all laid out in front of you. I, I don't understand why, why people wouldn't take advantage of that. Did you have any insight? Oh, this is probably more of a personal musing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> what gets in the um, way? Well, I think for some people, this is my, this is a personal insight. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not a general thing. Mm. I think for some people, there's a distinction between work and home. For mm. me, yeah. there isn't one. So yeah, I, I love to work. Mm. And for me, do it, I would rather do an hour's learning than I would do an hour's watching the telly personally yeah, yeah but for other people they go to work they do their bit they do their um like my husband's an accountant he does his bit yeah. he does his numbers and when he's done his day he's not really interested in doing anything more he wants to get outside yeah. and do stuff this that and the other like sort of go, go to some youtube clip on i don't know forensic accounting or <laughs> you know is, is the <laughs> balance sheet really telling us the full truth so i don't know <laughs> well yeah even, even that, you know, yeah. I'm just using that as a personal example, but you see, yeah, I suppose yeah. we're different, right? So I like yeah. to watch documentaries. He likes to watch mm. crime dramas. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we have to negotiate that between us. So mm. I, I don't think he would volunteer to do a advanced course. He thinks, mm. no, I'd rather just spend my time getting outside, chopping down a few trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, I suppose it's that sort of change of state, maybe, or... or um... <laughs> Yeah. It'd be an age thing as well. I think, again, young people are growing up in this mm. world of continual learning, continual education. I've always done it, and I'm not young, but I've always loved learning. So for yeah. me, it's, it's a natural thing. But I think for young people, mm. I think it will become more and more natural because they know how much they can learn. I mean, you know the, the term Google it. So that's yeah. how people, people <laughs> learn these days. I need to fix my lawnmower. Yeah. I'll just Google it. <laughs> Google it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't need to go to a for course sure. on mechanical engineering anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not the content, that's for sure. Well, the content's there already, actually. Um, yeah, that, 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 I, I suppose you're right. And I suppose, you know, maybe I need to be okay with people not being as curious as I would expect them to be. Mm. Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or maybe there's different types of curiosity, Dan. Yeah, 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 you're probably right. A few musings. Anyway, we're, we're almost out of time, but um, I suppose, how do, how do you see, I mean, oh, you know, and, and forecasting is difficult, right? Um, and you sort of mentioned, you know, from a leadership perspective, um, you, you know, so some of those key things in terms of, um, I, I guess, what I heard, you know, communication and sharing the load with the team and, and looking for more insights. Um, so what, I suppose, what's your hope for New Zealand at the end of this? What does that look like? understanding that we're sort of part of this other global ecosystem mm. as well. Well, my hope for New Zealand is, which it, it, which it has been for a long time, is a more equitable and a more equitable society. Mm. I, I'm an import to this country. I'm British, but I just love this country and I love the way that it operates. And I don't think there's a need for disadvantaged communities or poverty mm. in this country and our, my hope we've seen so much generosity come through this coronavirus situation that I think I hope that continues and that mm. people really really are oh, there's less marginalization which I still think there's yeah, nice. quite a lot of yeah 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 I agree we don't have don't have all the solutions that's for sure or, or should I say I think most of the time we have the will but um I agree that there there doesn't seem to be any good reason for it, <laughs> if you like, you know. It's a, it's a pretty a flimsy argument, isn't it? it is. more than We've that got a beautiful country that ha is yeah. is very multicultural, but also, yeah. you know, bicultural with our te reo Māori and our um, indigenous people. And, you know, I would love to see that being more equitable. Mm, mm, that's a really good point. Great point. Well, thank you so much for your time. You've um, given me some insights and some things to think about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we look forward to um, possibly meeting you in person in the future. Louise. I hope so too, Dan. And thank you again to you and your colleagues from Inspire for the generous things that you've given to the community and for, um, for our relationship. We've certainly enjoyed being a, you know, having our relationship with you and your team over the years. So thank you so much. No worries. Well, you take care, Louise. We'll see you later. Have a good day. Thanks, Bye. Dan.